And we're back from the dead. It's spooky season. <laughs> spooky season uh, is here. It is. Um, even though Halloween's gone, um, it's okay. Spooky we're still going to celebrate. Uh, yeah, uh, it, the living, the living dead lives on. Um, and we're here um, to talk about the zombie league. It's a special episode, um, and we're only talking about zombies. So if you're if you didn't join the zombie league, well, sit back and relax. You can just listen for fun, I guess. But yeah, we're not going to talk anything applicable to you. So you can be you can be like me listening to the corporate global uh, dynasty football podcast, which is <laughs> right. Someone who literally doesn't know what's going on and has no <laughs> investment at all. <laughs> <laughs> right sometimes it's better that way you know you can just sit back and enjoy the goofs and the gaffs yeah and listeners i wish you could sit, see what evan just did which is just reach his hands behind his head sit back relax i want you to mimic what evan's doing right now yeah oh. just take a deep breath everything will be good ironically this is the way we're setting up our our supposedly uh spooky zombie league episode i know you know really taking I, a relaxed approach I don't know what it is. I'm just very tired. I got I got sleepy like 30 minutes before we we were supposed to do this. So yeah. um so I don't know. Well, I guess we'll hopefully liven it up a little bit. Um so I don't know. How are you yeah. doing, Taylor? I'm good. I'm good. Uh yeah. Did you see awesome. any zombies on Halloween? I did. I was in New York on Halloween, and those people take Halloween very seriously. Um, and so I saw some, yeah, some, not zombies in particular, but just a lot of like really elaborate costumes. Mm. Um, nice. Yeah. Did Very you do nice. anything Halloween related? Uh, not on the day. No, we kind of did some stuff over the weekend, mostly just like watching movies and stuff, but, um, no, no zombie sightings for me unless, um, unless the one kid that was walking in our neighborhood at night was wearing a zombie costume but i couldn't tell because it was so dark outside we don't even have we don't have like street lights on yeah. our street Yikes. we have like two on the entire street so i it's dark i couldn't see anything uh poor kid was walking around with his um with his guardian did he um, did they come by to get candy oh no we left our light off we didn't have anything we have two dogs that would just lose it if if anybody knocked on the door so we're like no nah, we're not doing that we have we apparently i wasn't here but apparently we got two trick-or-treaters for the first time ever and that is very surprising to me <laughs> because um in order to get into our apartment you have to walk up a very scary like realistically scary like uh stairwell um Ooh. and i'm surprised i'm surprised any kids braved it yeah, wow, you know, on Halloween they'll do anything for some sweet, sweet sugar. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Um well yeah, I'm looking forward to talking about the zombie teams. I have not been checking in on these, so it'll be interesting to kind of open them up and kind of get a glimpse into how we were all thinking. Yeah, almost like a time capsule, you know, opening one of those. Yeah, that- we buried them and now we're digging them back up. Like zombies. Um, exactly. And, and yeah, getting a glimpse into how we were all thinking about the season. And I think this will actually be an interesting way of just like processing the season so far, you know, like yeah. thinking about how the things that 
we thought going into the season that turned out to be true and the things that we thought going into the season that turned out to be false, I think will be very interesting. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I, I think we're all going to realize um, some pretty, uh, a pretty wrong assumptions that we yeah. made in the beginning yeah. of the season. Yeah. I made some, at least some more predictable than others. Yeah. <laughs> oh boy. All right. Uh, so to get us started off, Evan, do you want to run us down just like the, um, uh, the order of the teams. So we've got nine teams in the zombie league. Um, That's right. We've got nine teams, which is bigger than last season, which is great. Um, so who, just won, to... who won zombie leagues last year? Was it me? I can't remember. Might've been Wyatt. I think maybe. Yeah, I think, I, think it... It... I think it was. I think is this, I the second... is this the second season we've done zombies or third? Second, I think. Oh, okay. I think it was Wyatt. Pretty sure. That sounds right. Uh, because I remember giving him a breadstick for that. I'm oh, pretty sure. Yeah. I, pretty sure I gave him a breadstick for that. Yeah, I think that is right. Anyway, um, yeah, run us down the um, table. All right. So up in first, we've got the Bruce Matthews, Will Spicer. Congratulations, King of the Zombies, right now. Excellent. Uh, and then Prince of the Zombies, we've got uh, no jobs, no hope, no cash. Huck Van. Um, also tied. So still Prince level. We've got Holland's Haunts with Rob Griffith. Tied, they're both tied at exactly 750 points, which Taylor and I were discussing is kind of odd this late in the um, in the season. Uh, in fourth, we've got me, the Graveyard of Grillers, and that is a trademarked name. Uh, in fifth place, we've got Mummy Daddy Mummy, Taylor Hare. In sixth place, we have my brother, uh, Reich's Raggy Rombies, Eli Estes. In seventh place, we've got Jesus Saves, and that's Reed Zimmerman. Eighth place, uh, we've got Tim Griffith with Company Juggernaugan. And in ninth and last place, we have Necromancers Jerry Groth. Um, yeah, so pretty interesting uh, look at the table. Um, we've got, I think, still several people that could win it. Um, but unfortunately, I think once you get down to like the bottom two, three, four, you're looking like it's going to be a very tough climb to get back to the top. So um, I think we've still got a race on our hands, but I'm sure that that will uh, slowly kind of shake out um, like, like a zombie crawling out of the dirt, shaking the dirt off and um, going to terrorize the town. Um, yep. Who will be, who will emerge the winner? Who will? Uh, as a couple of interesting things to note about just like the arc of the season. So, um, currently there, there are two, two players who have kind of stood out in terms of the way that placements have moved across the, the months of the season. So first of all, William Spicer seems to have always been in either first or second place. Wow. Um, so, um, uh, in just looking at the months, of uh, August, September, and October, he's he was either in first or second place. But a real notable kind of um, rise and fall, and then currently rise again uh, in mummy fashion is uh, Eli Estes. So in August, Eli Estes was in eighth place, mm. and then in, in September he moved all the way up to first place. Wow! And then in October. Uh, and now sitting currently, he's in sixth place. Hmm. But it's kind of an interesting trajectory that he's been on. 
Wow. And you wouldn't really necessarily expect that from a zombie type of league where there's not much changing happening. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, kind of interesting stuff there. Yeah, it'll be yeah. interesting to keep an eye on this moving forward. And I'm looking, at his, I, I'm looking at his team, and I, I suspect that has to do with Ivan Tony because mm. he's starting Ivan Tony. Um, interesting. And, yeah, so I wonder if that has to do with it. Also, Jacob Murphy, yeah. interestingly. Um, <laughs> yeah. Although, okay. Yeah, interesting. We'll get into it. I think we're going to try to spotlight each team, right? Um, we're yeah. going to go through each team, kind of uh, look at the look at the lineups, see what we got, just do a little assessment, do some um, just random spitballing of the brain. Yep. So let's start with um, William Spicer. Let's start from the top. Um, so the Bruce Matthews. All right. Um, so maybe I'll read out his actually, I don't know that it's going to be that useful. It's just going to, at a certain point, it'll just be saying names. So I think we should just talk about his interesting picks. Um, yeah. Uh, so to me, the, the most interesting place in Spicer's team is his midfield. Um, he has quite a, a lot of people in his midfield that no other team has, namely mm-hmm. Jordan Henderson, um, Jean Matinho and Anthony Gordon. I don't think anyone has any of those three players. Um, yeah. Which is quite interesting. Anthony Gordon in particular, I think, depending on how he progresses over the course of the season, could be quite nice. Yeah, that might be a sneaky little pick. Um, I, I mean, yeah, he definitely went definitely went uh, pretty heavy on the midfield, but also – I. I well, sorry. He went heavy in attack, to be honest. Um, I would say. I mean, it's a pretty balanced squad, but it looks like he's trying to only start three defenders every week. So um, definitely trying to get uh, as many points up in the midfield and attack as possible. So I would, I mean, just based on the, just based on the look of it, I mean, you've got three great picks up top. Um, with Holland, Mitrovic, and Jesus. And then, yeah, just like a lot of midfielders that can bring in points steadily throughout the season and kind of trickle in to help supplement all that. So, yeah, yeah I think, I mean, just thinking about his rise to the top, it's got to be the captaining Holland has been yeah. just he was the only, He's the choice. only player in the league who's done that, I think. Yeah. So, I mean... Hats off to you, William Spicer, for for doing that. I mean, it definitely paid off. <clears throat> yeah, um, yeah. I'm I'm interested to see. I don't quite understand the Jordan Henderson pick. Yeah, and I'm wondering if that is initially someone that started on the bench um, and is maybe only in recently because of injuries. Yeah, um, or people not playing. Um, yeah. Now, I guess what we could say is, I guess Spicer's pretty big on Brentford because mm-hmm. he picked Raya over Guaita mm-hmm. from Crystal Palace. So I'm also interested in why he chose that as well. Um, yeah. Interesting, interesting goalie picks there, but ended up choosing Raya to start. So I don't and then, know. And then also interesting that I think the fact that he has two Wolves players. Huh. It really says something about how we viewed Wolves at the end of last season with oh yeah, you know, as well, like as like a pretty defensively solid team. Um, yeah, 
and now they're just not that. Yeah, I think we all saw them as yeah, I'm trying to get back into that headspace because I remember picking Wolves players in the beginning of the season for zombie and for regular, or at least kind of like toying with the idea of it. And now that you bring it up, I'm remembering, yeah, like we thought they were like just gonna be a like probably a at least like a mid-table team. They were priced accordingly. They were probably going to be good value. Um, you're looking at like a, a cheapish option in midfield or defense. Like Moutinho started, I think, at like five. There was other midfielders for Wolves around that. So like, yeah, we just thought they were going to be so much better than they were. And they are very much struggling. Um, yeah. So, yeah, very funny to see that um, <laughs> that uh, that play out that way. But. Remember that everyone, it was like the kind of template uh, team in the template team going into the season. Everyone had Neto. Yeah. That's so wild to think about. I think, I think my zombie team has, has Neto. We'll see. We'll see in a minute. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. All right. We'll get there. Um, Let's move on to Huckfan. Okay, cool. Uh, Let's do it. So I don't know, Evan, if we want to throw our hats into the ring in terms of who we think is going to win this league, um, make an official prediction. I am going to go ahead and put my official stamp on Wyatt's team as the eventual winner. Mm. I think it will be able to overcome the the Holland, you know, problem of Spicer captaining Holland. See, I don't, I don't think it will. I think, I think I'm going to throw my hat into the ring on Spicer. Um, but I'm interested in why you're saying, because I, I do think that, I think it's possible, definitely, but I think Spicer will just edge it out because of the uh, Holland captaincy. But why do you think, like what what picks in this team you, you think will kind of uh, catapult Wyatt up? Um, so I think that the midfield looks fantastic and much better than Spicer's. So with Martin Odegaard, Bruno Gimaresh, Martinelli, and Andreas even, in there and then Salah. I think Salah will probably pick it up in the second half of the season after the World Cup having you know those months off I think will do him some good. Um and so I think that captaincy will start to um bear fruit a little bit more. Yeah, and then Jesus up top, Mitrovic as his second sub who may not ever come on but um yeah, I I just, I, I see <laughs> yeah. the midfield as much more solid and um Spicer's kind of like a one-trick pony a little bit. Um, with the Holland captaincy, and I see a lot more parity in this one, with the exception of Matty Cash, who I also picked, I think, for my team, which mm. turned out to be a brutal pick. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how well Bruno Guimaraes will end up doing this season. I mean, yeah. it, as of right now, it looks like, you know, Almiron would have been the better pick there. Um but I think still having like Trippier and that Newcastle option with that Spicer doesn't have, um, I think that's what's keeping Wyatt in it in yeah. spite of not having that. In sp- one, in spite of not having Holland captain, and two, in spite of captaining Salah. And, <laughs> so not, like, and not having Holland at all. And not ha- no, 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 oh, no. I'm sorry. He, no, does, he, sorry. Does, he, he does. does. He does. My bad. I missed advice. But um, yeah, I mean, that's a pretty. Um, I think Trippier honestly is probably one of the main ones for keeping 
keeping him in. And also I want to point out the triple arsenal attack, which I was saying at the beginning of the, of the year was going to be good. Now I was saying Jesus, Martinelli and Saka were probably like the best three of those options. Odegaard's not a bad one because especially for like a zombie team, if you can't necessarily fit all of them in, um, you know, he, Wyatt has thrown in Odegaard, um, who's obviously like been able to like chip in with some points every now and then. But um, yeah, I think, the, I think the fact that he had Strippier and then also three attacking Arsenal players have been um, what's keeping him in the game, so to speak, um, in spite of some of those other, other over challenges he's got to overcome. Yeah. But uh, we mentioned this earlier or before we started recording. I still want to know why Mitrovic is on the bench because, um, and this isn't, yeah, I want to know second on the bench behind who I would imagine would be either Bruno Guimaraes or Andreas. Yeah. Or Matty Cat. Like, you know, um, somebody's somebody beat Mitrovic out there. So very interested why in why you picked Mitrovic second on the um second on the uh on the bench there. Let me, that's, let a me, decent, let me hit, that's a decent amount. Let me hit you with this though, bench. Evan. So yeah. uh how many points would you guess Mitrovic has scored this season fantasy wise? Hmm. Oh man, how many games have we played? Uh, fourteen. Um, yeah, not every team has played fourteen. Mostly around like twelve or thirteen, I think, because there were some like blanks in there. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm gonna say somewhere around seventy points. Close, sixty-one. And, oh wow, that's lower than I thought. And Andreas has scored fifty-three. So the, the, disparity, the disparity is not really that broad. Wow, that's kind of shocking. Yeah. Andreas has been I, like sneaky, maybe the best fantasy player in the league because at 4.5, <laughs> he scored 53 points. I know. Yeah. Um, that's kind of wild. And I think some of that probably has to do – well, Mitrovic only missed one game, right, from injury? Yeah, so let's see, a 1, thousand. One and a half maybe? Let's see. They so they've got roughly the same number of minutes. I think Andreas wow. has like has like fifty more minutes, maybe. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. I did not expect that. Only I don't think like I don't think points? that's yeah I don't think that's sustainable across the season. I think Mitrovic will far outscore him by the end. But it yes, is kind of interesting. I think so too. But that is pretty crazy though. Um, huh. I mean, that's definitely going to influence what I'm doing in my regular league now with Andreas. I think maybe think about him a little bit more highly. Um, do you, do you not have him or do you, do you? No, I have him and okay. he's usually on my bench, but I mean, maybe, maybe I should like start him now. <laughs> yeah. You know, I don't know. Cause he's so cheap. So um, interesting, interesting stuff there. Anyone, any, anyone else you want to talk about with Wyatt's team? I think we did a good job covering kind of like the mains. Yeah. Let's go. Uh, let's go next team down. So this is okay. Rob, Rob Griffiths Hol, uh, Holland's haunts. <laughs> we have, we have quite oh, Rob Rob Captain Holland too. Apologies, Rob. I keep getting things wrong about Rob's teams in the podcast. <laughs> um, sorry, 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 sorry. All right, so we've got Captain Holland, of course. First thing on, first thing I want to point out with the captaincy, Vice Captain uh, Robert Sanchez in goal. <laughs> 
Um, very interesting pick there, especially now because Holland is injured. Um, so Rob will be getting some vice captain points and has been, um, from, from the Brighton keeper. So I don't know what, what do you make of that? Uh, To me, that's like, that's silly. It's an interesting strategy. I mean, I don't (laughs) think, I mean, I, I don't expect it to become necessary, like an important part of his team all too often, but. It is very interesting. I'm wondering if if this, because this is my first thought, like why someone might do this. Um, because you, you don't get to choose your captain and vice captain every week. Um, you're wanting the vice captain to at least be someone you know is going to play. Yeah. And the odds are Sanchez is not going to get dropped. He's not going to get injured. Yeah. So throwing the vice captain on there, you're at least guaranteed to get some points um, if if Holland doesn't play, because because you could see a world where Holland and one of his other attackers are both injured. Yeah, that's a good. That's um, a good or Holland or Holland gets rotated, which is likely going to happen. Like, so I don't know. I find I think it's interesting. I don't know that I would necessarily do it, but um, I can see why someone might do it. Um, what else do you see in this team? There's a lot. A, lot, a lot of, of variety. A lot of Chelsea. Yes. Um, Wait. Hold on. There's four. Oh what? my god. Oh wait, because, because because Cucurella. <laughs> oh my gosh. What? He he broke the game. <laughs> he broke the game. That's incredible. <laughs> okay. So Rob has Sterling, Mount, Broja, and Cucurella. Cucurella. Wow, um, that's amazing. I love that. <laughs> I love that so much. Yeah, which clearly, I mean, obviously Chelsea sitting high in the table, but not playing particularly well, and in particular not scoring a lot of goals. And the fact that, with the exception of Cucurella, those other three players are all forwards or attacking players is a little bit unfortunate. But you could see a world in which yeah. Chelsea turn things around and Rob just starts bombing down the field. You know what I mean? Totally. I mean... If Chelsea does well, I mean, we just talked about how you think Wyatt's going to win the win this zombie league. Rob is tied with him right now. Yeah. Um, it, if Chelsea just take off second half of the season after the World Cup, I mean, Rob's in the running. Yeah. I think I think Rob's easily in the running, um, which is so bizarre. Like looking at this team, you only have, you know, you only have one uh city attacker in Holland. Yeah. You have no, so no Liverpool attack, only one Arsenal attacker, and that's Odegaard. It's not even like the what I would consider in the three best options. Um yeah. So like I this is kind of surprising to see Rob up so high. Um so I'm wondering if the picks like Madison and Bowen are they've been able to kind of keep him up there because yeah. I mean, obviously the Holland captaincy I think has done a lot, but I think Madison has gone through spurts where he's done well. Bowen for a second looked like he was going to be pretty good. Um, like yeah. I mean, a couple of, I feel like I it's know. not been so much Bowen. I think it's more been Madison and Odegaard, who both have 58 and 60 points, respectively. Oh, uh, yeah. And then also Fabian Schar is a is just a great pick. Like, 
Yeah. 4.5 at the beginning of the season starter for Newcastle's defense has gotten a bajillion clean sheets this season. Started out with a 15 pointer to, to start the season. Goodness gracious. <laughs> I know. How many points has he scored <laughs> so far? Just in total. 58 points. 58. That's amazing. He's up there with Odegaard. Tied with yeah. Odegaard. Um, not too shabby. Not too also, sharp. How insane is it that Honda scored 117 points this season? <laughs> That's so wild. Uh, yeah, it's broken. It really is. Um, he's not a human. Yeah, but I think Rob also, yeah. So, like, that's a good point. I mean, okay, so here's a question. So, the two Holland captainers, uh, Rob and and um, Spicer, of those two teams, who do you expect to finish higher? Spicer because of De Bruyne, yeah. Mm, good point. Yeah, I think it's – unless KDB gets injured or something, I, I think that's just going to be the – that's going to be the deciding factor. Yeah, that is interesting, though. I I respect this team a lot, and I I, I would love to <laughs> yeah. see just for Rob's sake, Chelsea just kind of like go on a tear and him just yeah. That would make that would make it so interesting, wouldn't it? Wow. All right. Do you want to move on? Yeah. All right. Um, we've got your graveyard grillers, TM. Um, how are you feeling about your team? I'm looking at it again and not loving it. <laughs> okay, so I will say, and it's so the first thing is I don't even have Holland. Yeah, that's unfortunate. <laughs> so I don't think I'm going to win. You didn't listen uh, to all my preseason hype. I didn't. Okay, so. If I have an excuse, it's because I didn't want to do the thing where I buy the new shiny new toy in in a new league and yeah. then it not happen and not work. Lukaku 2.0. I've, I've done it before. Lukaku, uh, Timo Werner, like I've done it before and it hasn't worked out. So I was like scared to do that. Uh, obviously, that was a bad decision. Um, overall, I like a lot of the picks. I think where I messed up other than Holland was obviously the Liverpool thing. Like with I've got Allison in goal, Alexander Arnold, and Salah, who's my captain. So if Liverpool can get it together, I think I might have a shot to get like maybe second or third. But I don't know. I just don't really I don't really love it. Um another thing I did going into this was I wanted to be a little bit more beefy in the back with defense because uh the way i saw it was traditionally over the last two or three seasons there's been some defenders that have been very very good value for the points that they get and so i was like i'm going to take advantage of that and then because they don't usually go because they don't get streaky there it's more of a long hold i'm going to do this and go um with i mean almost i would say all of my Defenders and goalies are somewhat premium assets, other than yeah. maybe Perisic. Um, they're five, they're five, five and up. Every single, well, Allison's, I think. Well, he started up five, five. Everyone's five, five and up in the back. So, yeah, I think that that really hasn't played out. But most of that is because two of the five 
people back there are, are play for Liverpool and they're yeah. very bad this season. So yeah. Oh, well. Yeah, that um that big at the back logic made a lot of sense sense at the beginning of the season. And it's just really interesting to see how not because the logic was not sound, but just because of the way the season has panned out and the kind of season it's been, that just hasn't been the way the, the game has moved. Um, yeah. Very interesting. Although Diaz, I mean, if Diaz comes back into the starting lineup at city, like then you're kind of looking quite differently at your defense, I think. Um, but the fact that he was injured for a while makes it that tough. Yeah. Yeah, Perisic is Perisic is not quite done what people thought he was going to do. Yeah, I think I, me along with some other people thought he was going to come in and play quite a bit more, or at least, I don't know, be kind of like the nailed on starter that's getting a lot of attacking returns as well. And it just hasn't. There's just been like a lot. I don't know Spurs wingbacks. There's just so many of them. I don't really know what's going on there. I haven't been able to get a hold of it. Unfortunately, Perisic has not been as involved as I was hoping. Yeah. Yeah. Spurs defense is very dis- difficult to grasp at the moment. Like what's going on. I can't tell if they're good or not. Honestly, I can't either. Cause they don't, they don't, don't give know. up many goals, but they also, but it's like, they also look kind of shambolic anytime I watch them. Yeah, I know. It's so weird. And I don't know. Yeah. Their defense is like, just mind-boggling. I don't get it. Um, maybe it has less to do with the players and more to do with the system. I don't know. Yeah, could be. Anything else you want to say about your team? No, I don't think so, although I'm still pretty happy about my Jesus Mitrovic picks. Um, I was pretty sold on both of those in the beginning of the season, and I think that they're paying off. Um, and will continue to pay off, but no, I think I, I think um, I think this zombie needs to get get back in its tomb. <laughs> <laughs> His day is over. His day's done. All right, um, moving on to my team, money, mummy, daddy, mummy, um, money, money, daddy, mummy. You're uh, only ten points behind me, too. Yeah, I know. You're right on my tail. And um, yeah, I mean. I don't know what stands out to you, Evan, but what stands out to me immediately is some real misplaced trust in Aston Villa. (laughs) (laughs) Starting starting two Aston Aston Villa players uh, is not a recipe for success this season, unfortunately. And I I can remember doing this and definitely having a version of this team where I had three Aston Villa players starting, which were Cash, McGinn, and Philippe Coutinho. Um, Yep. And I'm just very lucky that I didn't end up going that route. Hmm. Okay. Tell me about, tell me about your, um, tell me about your United keepers. Cause it looks like you've got the two, the two United keepers. Yeah. What, why did you do that? Because, um, I mean, I, I think it's like a good. I think it's a good pick now, but in the beginning of the season, we didn't know what was going to happen with them, and they started out very bad. Well, yeah, I, they started out very bad, but also, if you remember, they had a very good preseason. Um, oh, okay. And so that was kind of what I was going on. I think, and also they were pretty. I think they were a 
fairly cheap pairing. I think De Gea was five and Heaton was four. So it was like pretty cheap. Oh, wow. Um, to get the handcuffs for that. And yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't, I'm honestly not upset with it. I think that it'll probably be one of honestly, one of my end up being one of my savvier picks over the season. I think but, so too. Yeah. But yeah, it's been, it's been kind of a wild ride with, with that pairing in particular. Yeah, they're there a lot are, better now. There are con there are talks about them maybe trying to replace De Gea soon. So I don't know. Well, they bought uh Dean Henderson for that reason, like a season or two ago, and then they'd never played him. Yeah. And now he's on loan to Nottingham. Or did they sell him or is he on loan? No, he's uh I think he's I think on he's, loan still. Yeah, I think I think I think Henderson will probably come in and replace De Gea. I don't know. I, I'd be interested to know how that goes because I think De Gea, the the intel is that De Gea is just like not good enough with the ball at his feet for what Ten Hag wants to do, despite being an amazing shot stopper. And do you think, I don't know that I don't know that Dean Henderson is that much yeah. better. Yeah, maybe you're right. Hmm. We'll see though. Interesting. Well, I don't think Heaton will be that player either. Tom Heaton. Yeah, I don't think so either. Yeah, Tom Heaton is down to 3.9. Oh. Uh, <laughs> That's so cheap. Wow, you know what? This has given me some very good things to think about. Wow. De Gea is 4.9. Oh, my. I am really considering that double up um, when we have our wild card over the World Cup. Yeah, I, I inspired me, Taylor. I was watching some Manchester United highlights recently and kind of salivating over the potential of maybe bringing in Diego Dallo or Luke Shaw, actually, um, especially Dallo, because um, if they're gonna if they're gonna keep clean sheets as they have been doing recently, and Dallo is going to play fairly far forward, then I don't see any reason why. Uh, Manchester United, a bias against Manchester United should keep me from picking up Diego Dallo. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think that's a very good pick. Um, before we move on, I want to also talk about some other things in your team. Firstly, um, the Ward Prowse pick. I am so glad you picked JWP. I wanted to pick him. Um, I don't know why I didn't. I didn't, I didn't squeeze him into any of my first first week teams. And I wish I would have, because I think the James Ward-Prowse pick, I mean, Southampton have been kind of all over the shop, and he hasn't done anything necessarily. Right. But he's just kind of the the type of player that will kind of like steadily trick along and get some points and be, and be fine for the money, um, rather than being like a risky asset like maybe a Wolves pick. Yeah. That has never really done it consistently, so... I applaud you for picking JWP, even though I didn't. You were, you, um, you stuck to your principles, whereas I did not. Yeah, I mean, he's yeah. We've we have talked about him as the kind of classic zombie league player, and so I felt like I had to have him. It does seem like this season maybe he's underperforming what he does typically, it, just because Southampton is not playing well. But yeah, we'll see. All right, want to move on? Oh. You have oh never mind. You picked Julio in size in Ciso? Yeah. From Brighton. 
And did he start out at like five? And he hasn't played until this most recent game. Yeah, <laughs> it was only I don't know. Minutes. I think well, I probably I think I probably read some dumb report about him or something <laughs> like that before <laughs> before the season started. <laughs> Classic overthinking. Nice. He's cheap for a forward, though. Who cares? Yeah. All right. right. uh, Let's move on to Eli Essis' team, Reich's Raggy Rombies. Um, What stands out to you about your brother's team, Evan? Lots of injuries, unfortunately, at the moment. And I think that's a huge injury injury situation. Yeah. I mean, you're looking at Diogo Jota and Reese James, Ivan Tony, and then more recently, Son. So. I think that's just been kind of unfortunate because I think had those players been healthy, stayed healthy, you're looking at a much better team. Um, Probably a team, I don't know about higher up the table, but at least closer to being in the running again. Yeah. Um, I will just say that Tony is actually not injured. It's just a red card. Oh, the suspension. Or a yellow card suspension. That's right. That's right. That's right. Um, Yeah. Um, My app is freezing. Um, yeah, so the, the injury situation is unfortunate. Diego Jada in particular, I think, yeah, was a very logical pick at the beginning of the season. Um, but yeah, just hasn't worked out. I, I also really like him having, um, I think it's Philippe Mateta, Jean Philippe Mateta, yeah, from Crystal Palace. He's not really performed this season in the way he did last season partially because other like Odson Edward has kind of taken over the role that Mateta played last season. If right. he had had Odson Edward in there, that would have been amazing. But I do yeah. like the logic. I like the idea of like picking a, a kind of overlooked crystal palace attacker. Um, it was just a little unfortunate that he picked the wrong one. Yeah. I think that that is pretty, um, pretty nice pick, but yeah, unfortunately the wrong one. I mean, cause palace are good. Um, so it was a good eye to pick the right team. And that's and that's what I think. I think Eli's done well. Most of the picks have been like on good teams. Right. Um and like some of like the better picks from those teams. Yeah, um, it's like for instance, so he's got Jacob Murphy. That pick could very easily have been Miguel Almiron. Right. And we're looking at a very different situation. Exactly. Yeah. Um I mean, obviously, the big thing is just not having, not having a, a, a city attacker um, has kind of hurt. But I will say, <laughs> now I wish I had picked Ederson for goalie because um, that's like a that's a pretty good because I was considering Ederson as well, Ederson and Allison. Yeah, um, and went the wrong way. Uh, Ederson has been a good pick. Always going to get a bunch of clean sheets. Um, and occasionally get picks up those bonus points too. So I don't know. That was a pretty, pretty good pick. And also kind of went, I think maybe, um, I was, I don't know how much I talked to Eli before the zombie before like our game week one teams, but he kind of went pretty big in the back as well. So I'm wondering if I influenced him there because he has, uh, Ederson, obviously, and then Alexander Arnold, Cancelo, Trippier, and normally it would be Reese James. So, like, yeah. that's that's kind of similar to what I have. Um, yeah, like very expensive players back there. Um, I think he picked better players than I did. 
Um, and unfortunately, Reese James is hurt. But I still think those those options were pretty good. Obviously, in hindsight, you could have dropped Alexander Arnold, but um, didn't know what was going to happen there. So, yeah, I think just the big story with this with this team is Suns underperformance and Diego Jada's injury injury plague season because Jada was nine cost nine points. Yeah, that's wild. Or nine, he cost nine million or whatever. Right, it's a lot of it's a lot of funds tied up in a player who's only played like a hundred minutes this season. Yeah, yeah, sucks. Um, but expected to be back. I mean, it was a hamstring injury, so you never know. But expected to be back after the World Cup. So um, maybe, maybe that maybe Jota will kind of help um, Liverpool get find their form again. I don't know. Yeah. They could use a little, a little spark like that, I think. I think so, too. Yeah, I think him... Yeah, I don't know where he would play in that front three, maybe instead of Firmino. But yeah, I think he might be something that they need right now. All yeah. right, do you want to move on to, uh, to Reed's team? Yeah, let's do it. Let's take Reed's, a look at what Reed's element has. Jesus saves. A very different setup here than we've seen. Some very interesting picks. <laughs> yeah. I can't wait to talk about this one. Um, so first thing off the bat, uh, which for most of the season would have been a great pick, but for the last, you know, five game weeks or so has not been a great pick is having Kyle Walker in the back. Um, yeah. For a while, that was looking amazing when he was starting at left back and uh, kind of the de facto um, – yeah, just had a had a cheap and easy way into the Manchester City defense. But obviously now he's injured, and I don't know what his return date is, but um, 28th of December, it says yes, after the World Cup, which is unfortunate. Mm. Um, and then also very interesting to have Brendan Aronson in the midfield. Obviously, that's been a pretty good pick this season. Um, he hasn't scored a ton of points. It looks like 35 points, but yeah, for his price, pretty good. Um, and then and they and they've dropped and they dropped off for a minute too. Like had they continued their kind of form, I think, and especially him, I think he would have he would get he would have had more points. But unfortunately, they kind of hit a wall there for a minute where they weren't yeah. really weren't really doing much. What do you think about this Darwin pick? I like it. Um, I especially in the beginning of the season, I definitely see why. He went with Darwin. I mean, Darwin was going to replace Firmino. With, like, they spent a lot of money on him. Like, it's kind of similar to Holland. Like, this was going to be their kind of, not maybe not, I guess maybe like a focal point, but you have Salah still. So, like, going to just kind of really boost that attack. Um, and he's very good. I mean, yeah, I think on the first game of the, First game of the season, he subbed on and scored that amazing, like, kind of backheel goal. Um, so, like, things were looking great. Um, so, I like it a lot. I mean, I like the I like the Darwin pick, and I still think he'll do well. I mean, yeah, I, everything I've heard, because I've not watched a ton of Liverpool this season, but everything I've heard is just that he shoots so much. He's like he the just, most he's forwardy selfish. forward. 
yeah, he just he just is always looking to shoot. So that's exactly what you want for a fantasy pick um, when you're picking a forward. So um, no, I like yeah, I like the pick. Um, unfortunately, it just hasn't worked out, and uh, I think eight out of ten seasons would not go like this. Like I feel like this is just kind of like a weird one. Yeah. Um, so I don't, I don't know. I, I think in, in another, in an alternate reality, Darwin and Liverpool are flying. Yeah. And this is always going to be the case. I think that in the same way that Jay's fortunes are tied to Tottenham in the regular league, I think it was always going to be the case that Reed's fortunes were going to be tied to Liverpool in the zombie league. And um, it's just unfortunate that Liverpool is not playing that well. Yeah, let's let's all pour one out for Liverpool tonight and for Reed. <laughs> having a having kind of a, a a very frustrating one. So yeah. we're we feel you there. I as an Everton supporter, I trust me, I feel you. It is interesting. <laughs> Things have not gone well for us. <laughs> it is interesting to um that he has Salah and De Bruyne in the midfield. I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, no, that's a, that's, that's a that hasn't nice... been a usual combination so far. Yeah, it's usually one or the other. Um, or not at all in some scenarios. Um, but yeah, no, I think that was that was a pretty good shot. I mean, could you imagine if he had picked Salah, De Bruyne, Darwin, Jesus, and Holland? If he had put all of those in there, it could have happened. Insane. If he had gone yeah. a little less big at the back, he could have made it. Yeah, work. he could have. Yeah, that would have been crazy. Um, but yeah, that's a pretty interesting. <laughs> it's a pretty interesting um, look at this team. Two other things I wanted to mention. One is that this is like a kind of hell for leather team in the sense that none of his bench players start. And I don't think there was a reasonable expectation of them starting at the beginning of the season. So he was just like stuck with those starters, which has kind of come back to bite him in the ass a bit with the Walker and James. Um, The other thing that I'm just now noticing is we've not seen Harry Kane once. Mm, You're right. Isn't that interesting? Yeah, I mean, he is one of the most consistent players in this league and has been for so long. It is interesting that we haven't – man, I, I'm going to have to take notes because I need to I need to do better next season. I feel like yeah. there's so many players. I'm like, why didn't I pick them? I'm so stupid. Yeah. Um, what was it? Was there something going on with Kane at the beginning of the season that made us think, like, shy away from it? Because I didn't have him in my first team, I don't think, in the regular season either. Me either. I don't think I did either. I don't know. I can't remember now. I don't think so. I think everyone was just – honestly, I mean, there were so many. I think he was kind of expensive, and there were so many other picks that everyone wanted. Because um, when Salah – when everyone was still like, oh, Salah is definitely in my team, you have De Bruyne, you have Holland, you have Jesus, you have Darwin, who's interesting – you can't fit everyone in like Kane just kind of, I think got pushed to the side. And now everyone is like, why did we not hold on to him? Cause he's been good. This like he scored um, yeah. quite a bit. So yeah. Fascinating. Even the Tottenham true believers don't have Kane in the zombie league, which is very interesting. Wow. They get a slap on the wrist, huh? Yeah. All right. Do you want to move on to Tim's team? Yeah, let's do it. Company juggernoggin. Yeah, what uh, what strikes you about this team? This is very, very square. A nice four four two. Yeah. Um. Let's see. Well, <laughs> what is it with the uh, 
Oh, yeah, no, 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 never mind. Um, but Mitrovic, again, on the bench, third on the bench. Goodness gracious. <laughs> Behind Cole Palmer. Behind Cole Palmer. <laughs> I will say I had I had an I had Cole Palmer in my first in my original team as like my very, very cheap sub because I thought there was like a just like a sliver of a chance that he makes it into the first team this season. In which case really? having Cole Palmer at 4.5 would have been so nice. Mm, well, he, okay. he's supposed to be amazing. He's supposed to be like the next Phil Foden, basically. <laughs> um, yeah, he's not Phil Foden now. Um, <laughs> um, True. <laughs> Phil Foden is the Phil Foden of now. Like, yeah, they are. They have the actual Phil Foden. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not like Why would they put the in the next Messi Phil Foden? The next whatever. He's not the next Mbappe. Um, He's the next full photo and who they already am. Um, I guess the first thing is uh, my eyes get drawn to Lester with Vardy and Madison. Yeah. Obviously, Vardy. Yeah. And Captain Vardy. Like that, unfortunately, was was kind of the nail in the coffin there with with how they started the season. Um, So, not great. I, I still think that Madison was a good pick. Vardy, I don't know. I think this is his season that he finally declines, huh? I agree. We've been waiting for it. <laughs> yeah. Um, it was bound to happen, and I think this might be it. Um, so, unfortunate for Tim there, because normally those would be, like, solid picks, but they just started so poor. Yeah. Also really unfortunate that Americ Laporte has been injured for so long, and only just got back this last game week. Like he missed yes. he missed the first like 12 games or something, which is incredible. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And you got to imagine like, had he been starting, Tim is probably a couple places places higher. Yeah. Um, Same with if West Ham had been playing well. Yeah. That had been kind of, they've been kind of struggling. Yeah. Well, there's no Spurs at all. Yeah, very interesting. Huh. Tim, why aren't you picking any Spurs players? Interesting. Um, Kai Havertz is up there. Yeah, I I didn't realize that Kai Havertz was categorized as a forward. I guess that makes sense which, with where he plays, but it's kind of interesting to see him up there. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, with this team, I think Tim is just the – Kind of like the quintessential example of this this season, kind of some of the things in this season going against the grain of what normally has happened. Yeah. Just with the Leicester picks and the two Liverpool wingbacks with Robertson and Alexander-Arnold. He picked both of those. And Yeah, because you would, you would guess that going into the season, he's expecting a lot of his production to come from there. Yeah. It just hasn't happened. Yeah, yeah, and 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 not just like, not just like disappointing, but like majorly disappointing. Like in a way, for both of those teams, it almost like shocking. I would say for both of them. Yeah, um, I agree. So yeah, I think just, I think unfortunate there. Um, uh, on on a, in another season, those are fine picks. 
So another one who could really benefit from Chelsea improving their form though. Yeah. That's and true. Ha- and Havertz being the only the him being the only person to have Havertz in our league could make things kind of interesting. Yeah, but I guess we'll see how Havertz plays. I mean, I think he's I mean, Aubameyang came in, so I'm wondering has that affected Havertz's playing time like or where he plays that that sort of thing. I'm wondering if that's going to affect it. Um, yeah. Because we didn't know Obama Yang was going to come in in the start of the season, and so um, another thing Tim could not have predicted but. was was Sterling a City player or a Chelsea player when this when the season started? He was a Chelsea player already, right? I think so. Yeah, I think they did that. I think they did that over the like summer before the season started. Yeah, pretty sure. Okay, I couldn't remember. Anything else about Tim's team? I don't think so. I think we kind of covered the major things. All right. Last in the order is Jay Griffith's net uh, net chromancers. Um, interesting. Some very interesting <laughs> Chris Wood appearance. Um, yeah, another Vardy captain. Very interesting that two of the three Griffiths have Vardy captained. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they they love their Jamie Vardy, huh? Yeah, quite the character. I mean, he maybe he just needs to drink drink more Red Bulls or lay off the Red Bulls. Yeah, one or the other. Uh, an interesting pick that was good for the beginning of the season and has not been good since was um, having Nathan Patterson in the back. Um, yeah. I don't think I would have pinpointed. I don't. You probably would have, but I don't think I would have pinpointed Nathan Patterson as someone to have started the first six or seven games. But um, he did, and then I guess he got injured at some point. Yeah, got injured. Now he's back, so I think that'll be good for for Jay. Just not gonna get. I mean, he's gonna have to step it up with attacking stuff. Um, which he does get more attacking than Seamus at this point, or at least he has the ability to. Seamus can, he's just too old. Mm. Um, so Patterson has kind of got that life to give in that area of the field. <laughs> um, what a funny but, way to phrase that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, my brain. Um, <clears throat> well, at least we finally got someone else that's got Mitrovic up top instead of on the bench. So yeah, that's nice. Nice one going, Jay. Um, oh, you mentioned Coutinho. Jay decided to go with Coutinho. Yeah. And that has not played out. No, huge disappointment. 18 total points so far. Oh, has man. does not have an attacking return all season. Wow. That's yeah, that's crazy. Because when he came into Villa, he was like he was kind of like their dynamic player and yeah. making things happen. and. Just, I don't know. Villa just have been all sorts this season. So, yeah, I guess it's not really down to him. Although, seems like he hasn't played very well either. So, also, uh, all three Griffiths have also um, selected Jared Bowen, interestingly. Fascinating. They love, they love Jared. They really bought into the Rob Jared Bowen hype. Yeah. And I mean, He's I a great think player. no shame, but it is just very interesting. Yeah. I, I do think it's very much of um, 
of a hype though. I'm wondering. I'm wondering if he'll because he played. Was it last season that he like really just had so like he had like a streak for a while where he was just on fire um, towards like mid midway through the season, like th- through the rest of the season, he was just incredible. Yeah, um, yeah it, it it'd been interesting. I I kind of thought he was going to continue that. Maybe not that to that level, but I didn't think it was going to be a like a one season wonder. I thought it was going to be more of like I'm kickstarting my like career kind of thing. I mean, I still think he's like an amazing player. I think he's really I think he just doesn't he's not served well by playing for West Ham. I think yeah. Was, okay. Oh, sure. Fair. Okay. I think it, I think if he was That's playing fair. for a better team, or for David Moyes, yeah, <laughs> yeah for like a kind of uh, kind of luddite manager, um, right? Yeah. If he was playing for a manager that was playing like a high press and like really attacking forward, that allowed him to like get a lot of touches in the box. I think we would yeah. probably think very differently about him. Yeah, like someone like with. Maybe like um, maybe a Brentford or a Leeds or a Brighton. Under That's what Ray I was going to say. Imagine yeah. him going to Brighton. That would be amazing. Yeah, I think they'd do. I think he'd do well there. But yeah, West Ham. It's like I don't know. I I just don't. I've I've not really liked West Ham's attack, and that's why I didn't buy into Bowen last season because I just couldn't believe that like this was happening. Like West Ham's attack is just not. Like, it's fine, yeah. But it's like never been that great. I, I, I think Antonio is fine. I don't think he's that good. Um, so I guess that's part part of why I didn't buy into him. So, yeah, you're right. I, I haven't thought about that, but yeah, Bowen really doesn't. He doesn't. West Ham doesn't um, flatter his abilities, I guess, in a way, or doesn't let him showcase that. So it's unfortunate. Maybe yeah, I'd love. I mean, I'd love I can't see. I can't see him getting a move, but I would like him to go somewhere else. Because you're right, he is. He ex- He is exciting to watch. I don't. Some for some reason in my mind, Jared Bowen is the kind of player who may make a move to like Italy or something. <laughs> you know, yeah, you know what I mean? not going to stay in the league. Yeah, like he could. He could get a move to like Inter Milan or like. Yeah, maybe AC Milan, something Roma. like that. Roma. No, yeah, Roma. No, um, Mourinho is at Roma, right? Yeah. I don't want him to go there. <laughs> They're playing pretty well. Um, well, okay, fine. But you, you know what I mean. I don't want him to play in that system. Yeah, fair enough. Well, that uh, that covers all of our Zombie League teams. Evan, what are your like overall impressions based on the rundown we just did? I absolutely... It, you know, it's funny because in the very beginning of the season, I think we were all thinking similar things uh, to some degree. We all had the same information. Um, and there were some like big themes that I think most of us at least somewhat understood whether or not we ended up implementing players to subscribe to that. Um, but I absolutely love the diversity in the teams. Yeah. There's, there's obviously a lot of like overlap, but I mean, there are so many um, 
so many like different configurations of players. Um, and it just makes it so much fun. Like that's how, that's the reason I like this It's like you pick your team. Everyone's got a completely different team. Cause we could see who <clears throat> couldn't see who we were, who everybody was picking. And so it just makes it so diverse. Um, yeah. That's kind of like my big takeaway is like how, how different all of the teams are. And um, had it not been for like, a Captain Holland type of season, I think it would still be very open to most of the players on yeah. who can win, who could win. I, um, I agree. Yeah. Cause anything can happen. Anything, because there is so, so much diversity, it only takes a few injuries and then someone gets boosted up because they happen to have players that aren't injured and are hitting form. Um, so yeah, uh, that's, that's kind of my, my big thing there. Yeah, I totally agree. I, it's, fun to kind of walk back through and try to put oneself in the headspace that we occupied at the beginning of the season. But I will just leave you with this because I thought it was interesting. So I went through and just looked at the current like value of the team, not the starting team, but like total in the bank plus the, the squad. Oh, value. as it is, as it is now. Yes. Um, like as value accrues. And I think it is no, just a testament to how, important of captaining Erling Holland has been that everything breaks down in the way you would expect where a higher ranked team is, has a higher value than the next ranked team with the exception of spice and Rob. So spice is in first place, but he, uh, he has his value is 101.2, but why it is in second place, uh, is 101.9. So he's higher value than Spicer is, but you don't get like the captaincy doesn't take into account value. So that's kind sure. of, um, or value does the value, the valuation doesn't take into account. Um, yeah. And then Rob, who is in third place is 99.5 squad value, but he captained Whoa. Holland and that's like significantly less than your squad, which is a hundred point nine, but you're behind him. Um, Fascinating. Yeah. So Rob's Rob's squad value is actually, would put him in uh would put him in seventh place um or sixth wow place. yeah so kind of kind of interesting and it's interesting if um if the holland captaincy ends up being kind of like the big driving force for the rest of the season it's interesting that it could come down to spicer and rob who have vastly different team values but because they both captain holland they're fighting for the the yeah. title and I think I think that points to something that they realize that maybe I I honestly didn't think that much about captaining. I just just like oh yeah Salah, of course. But I yeah. think they they like realize the value of captaining a differential and like how that could affect your season, as it clearly it has. Yeah. Totally. Yep. Uh, anything else you want to say, Evan? Do you want to leave it there? Um, I think we leave it there. Um, I'm excited to see how the rest of it plays out. And I really hope my graveyard grillers can get it together. Same. I would love to finish top three. That's my aspiration for this season. Yeah. Top three in the zombie league is great. Yeah. That's what I'm hoping for in both leagues. I want a top three finish. I would love to finish first in the regular league, but I don't know that that's going to happen. But top three you've been making some moves i will say yeah i made three transfers this past week so that's exciting oh 
And for for the previous game week or for upcoming? For upcoming. Oh, so we don't know what they are yet. Yeah. Interesting. You have yeah. to find out. I don't think okay. they were like I don't think they were huge, but I ha- I don't know what your team looks like. I I don't I don't know it off the top of my head, but I'm gonna probably say can I guess them? Sure. I don't exactly remember all three of them, but you can guess Let them. Let me I bet I think I think um I have a feeling Callum Wilson and Almiron are probably one of those two are probably in there. Well, I already had Almiron. Oh, okay. All right, but, then. But yes, uh, Callum Wilson Callum came Wilson's in part of it. for Mitrovic. Oh, interesting. And do you want to? We don't have to one? give away all your secrets right now. Okay. Okay. Um, uh, although I think, I think I, I don't remember your teams, but I have another guess or two. So. I want to. I want to hear your guesses. I don't care about people knowing what my transfers were. Um, I don't know if you already had Trippier or not, but I bet he's in there. I already had him. You already had him. Oh, um, did you already have De Bruyne? Because I bet you brought him in. I swapped Salah yeah. for De Bruyne. Ah, uh, okay. I couldn't remember if you still had Salah or not. Okay. Wow. These are those are uh, those are two really good picks so far. Let me um, let me just. I'm just going to sign into my team to make sure I'm telling you correctly because I think this is true. Yeah. Uh, and who would the third one be? It's probably one to like. Well, I don't know because I was going to say it's probably one to like get, uh, get some money to finance those moves, but those were both kind of like like for likes almost. I want to say you brought in someone like. Maybe like Xhaka for Arsenal. Nope. That although someone, I that is thought, that thought has that, crossed my mind a lot. Um, yeah. I, is that yeah. is that is that is it someone in like that category of like cheaper assets? Not really. It's um. No. It was the defender. It's a defender. It was, it was Kepper for Pickford. Um, oh, interesting. Because Kepa got got injured. Oh, okay. You didn't want Mindy. No, he was a little bit too expensive. Um, gotcha. Pickford's not bad. I mean, it's, especially for the next couple game weeks. We've got Leicester and um, uh, Bournemouth. Someone decent, Bournemouth. yeah. Bournemouth. Um, so that's not a bad that's, – that, that's a pretty good shout, I would say, because Leicester is at home, decent opportunity for a clean, and then at Bournemouth, which is not great. At Bournemouth is not great, um, but we've been pretty decent. Um, defensively, yeah, I, and Pickford's been good too. Pickford's been Pickford's been killer. I think he had one game where he had kind of a stinker, but overall he's been solid. Yeah, so expect- you'll get some save. You'll get some save points for sure. I'm expecting one clean sheet out of two is what I'm hoping for from those. Yeah, that'd be nice. All right, listeners, that wraps it up for us. Um, Evan, thanks for chatting today. Taylor, thanks for chatting today. And uh, we will see you at some point soon. I assume we're, we'll do another one before the World Cup, probably. We will probably, yeah. No, no guarantees, but that's the goal. So, um, right, let's just see you later. Bye. Bye.